All right, well, welcome to the Messenger Podcast, where our mission is to develop uncompromising followers of Christ who transform our world. So we want to use this podcast to share truths, will position you to experience God's best in your life and in your world. Today, I have with me, by the way, this is Addison Bevere. Today, I have with me my brother, Austin Bevere. Hello. How are you doing, Austin? Good. How are you doing? Good. So what's the girlfriend status? Still got a girlfriend. It's going great. So she hasn't kicked you to the curb? She has not. Nobody's been kicked anywhere. Wow. So it's a good, healthy relationship, I'm, I'd say. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to hear this. So I want to hear, what are your three biggest challenges right now in your relationship? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. I have just, a run sheet that is not on it. I'm walking out. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's, let's dive in before we say anything else about your girlfriend's situation. Sounds good. All right, Thank man. You. So recently, Austin, we did a poll to our different social media channels asking people, Hey, what are some topics that you feel like should be talked about that aren't being talked about? And the third most popular topic was mental health. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised by that. So Austin, my question for you is why do you think Christians aren't talking about mental health in general? Of course, I'm sure there are people out there talking about it a lot, maybe even writing books about about it. it And we are talking about it. So we're contributing to the contribution of people talking about it. So next time that poll comes out, it'll be fourth on the list. But um, no, first of all, in all seriousness, I feel anybody who's anybody who's dealing with mental health right now, I, I feel your pain. This is something that is really close to my heart and something that um, I've struggled with, and I'm, I'm very grateful that I've had my family and you and my other brothers to walk me through it. Yeah. Um, there's two reasons, two quick reasons, I think, why uh, mental health isn't being talked about okay. in the church. So the first one is, is I just think there's something, as Christians, this feel that, hey, if, since we're Christians, our lives should be perfect, and um, therefore, we shouldn't be struggling with things like mental health. And so that's Wait, one reason. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and the second one is, is, um, oftentimes when you think of mental health, the next thing your mind goes to is counseling or I need to go to a counselor or be checked into. And there's just a general stigma about anything related to mental health. Yep. And so it's like the ultimate sign of weakness. I mean, that's, I think that's been the feeling that right. has been portrayed and by a lot of people. And oftentimes it's kind of the feeling of get over it type yeah. thing. There's bigger problems out there. But Fix the, yourself. Uh, yeah. The thing is, is if, you're, if your mind is off, if you feel like your thought game is off, you're going to struggle in yeah. probably every area of your life. And That's it can true. be overwhelming. And so, um, and so just to address those two things, the first one is um, just the, the mental health, um, the, the, those words, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it, break it down, mental health. It, Another way or another thing you can think about is your physical health. Okay. So if you're struggling. Like, like getting gains. Getting in the gains. Gym. Yes. But even more simply. Like, like shrinking even, the waistline. Yes. All those things. Okay. But even even like with what you're eating, what you're putting right. in your body. Okay. If so nutrition. You, yeah. If you're, if you're eating poorly, you're going to more than likely have poor physical health. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. The same thing happens with your thought life. If you're thinking the wrong things, if you're focusing on the wrong things, your mental health is going to be poor. It's going to go downhill. Right. And so mental health shouldn't be, oh, I have poor mental health or I have great mental health. It should be kind of a range in between. And so it's, it's, it's dynamic. It's not static. It's, it can yeah, it's not either or like I'm struggling with this or I'm not. It's it's really like where are you at on that scale? And so um, that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is counseling. All right. So counseling. <laughs> 
Wait, I, Christi- wait Christians, Christians are allowed. Christians, they're allowed to get counseling. They better be allowed to go to counseling wow. because uh, bomb drop. I went to counseling. I went to counseling three years ago. Austin, and you talk about when I pulled up that sofa in oh, my office. You charge way too and much. You would just come and lay down. And you charge have long way too much. You charge me for the couch and the <laughs> sessions. I paid for everything. Yes, no, no. Anyway, I went to an actual counselor that was outside my family and not named Addison. <laughs> and uh, he was a Christian counselor. And it was interesting. I remember at the time, I didn't want to tell anybody that I that I'd gone to counseling yeah. and um, definitely was feeling those feelings of uh, if I was a good Christian, I wouldn't be here. And mm. and now looking back. If you believed your Bible, you wouldn't be there. Exactly. If yeah. I, if, yeah, if I was, I don't know, mentally well enough, I wouldn't right. even be in this position. And, um, and looking back, I realized that that was a really healthy time, like being able to go to counseling, setting that time aside, not, I mean, I'm not gonna say everything got worked out, but it was helpful mm. and it was good for me to kind of, uh, and a counselor will do that. They'll make you ask questions about yourself that are not really fun to address. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember what I did was I did a week long of counseling. It was an intensive. I'd go in the morning for an hour and a half, go in, for the afternoon for an hour and a half. And it was rough. I, I, that was one of the worst weeks and, of my and life. You signed yourself up for that. I right? signed myself up for that. It. Was voluntary. It was, I was, I was not in, I was in a, I was like 12 hours away. I drove there 12 hours. First of all, don't ever drive to counseling. Uh, that, when it's 12 hours away, if it gives it's you like, a lot of time to think about it, it on your way back, way too much time <laughs> to think about it both ways. Um, and so at the end of that week, I remember the counselors being like, Austin, you're going to need more counseling. And that's always, that's encouraging. It was so encouraging. I was like, thank you. No, but (laughs) at the end of it, he's like, Austin, you need more counseling. And I remember just being like, all right, um, I've known you for like five days and this has by far been the most expensive relationship I've ever had like by far. And, um, I've dated some high maintenance girls. No, I'm just kidding. But like, like, this is is really expensive. And like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to continue. And I was like, if I can't continue a counseling, like what could I do to, um, help my, help out my mental health and to improve my mental health. And he, he gave me two, two keys to improving Mm. mental health. And so we're going to share the first one today. And then next podcast, we'll talk about the second one. So wow. I'm just, yeah, little. You're going you're gonna to play them like that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and so the first, the first key he gave me, which was so important, is he said, Austin, you have to renew your mind. Mm. And around this time, a lot of people had been telling me this exact same phrase. And like uh, my parents had mentioned it. I had other people who I just looked to who were like, Austin, you have to renew your mind. Your pseudo brother counselor might have yeah, said something about might it. Have, I don't know. Details. Um, and, and I remember thinking like, uh, I'm 25 years old. I don't know how to renew my mind. Do I turn it in for like a new one? It's such a weird like <laughs> phrase, like renew my mind is my, is like the lease up on this one. Um, but no, I remember thinking like, okay, how do I practically do that? Like I have 25 years of thought patterns and you want me to basically erase that and start it over and, and think completely different. And I was like, that sounds like a daunting task. And so I remember it, I brought it to God and I was just like, God, how do I do this? Like, I want, I want to get past where I'm currently at. And, and just, just a little bit of where I was at, I was so like emotionally everywhere. Mm. I remember, uh, just having such like brain fog and cl- uh, like lack of clarity, um, in life and just random thoughts, to, like emotions that would lead me to all over the place. And so, mm. um, and just wrong thinking about myself, wrong mm. thinking, 
thinking about God wrong, thinking about others. And, um, it was, it was debilitating. Yeah. Um, and so I just went to God and I was like, God, I know, I know I need to do this. How do I renew my mind? And the Lord just gave me this gracious kind of invitation of Austin. If you will let me help you, I will show you mm. how to renew your mind. And you just brought me, uh, brought to mind a scripture about the Holy Spirit being our counselor, and uh, that's exactly what I needed because the, sure. the the counseling had ended with with that gentleman who had been helping me out. And I, you I had needed, invested your life savings in it. I had invested everything. I invested it all, and uh, and I needed to I needed to continue. And the Holy yeah. Spirit's like Austin. I would love to pick up where mm. you left off and I'd love to walk you through this and um, renewing the mind I learned is about taking all that you had believed about yourself and really being willing to test it and put it up against what the word of God says. Wow, that's good. And it's very, it's a very basic concept, but oftentimes we will kind of what James talks about, we'll read the word of God and we just will not believe what we're reading. We will Mm -hmm. not take it at face value. We will not apply it to our lives. And so what I began to have to do is I would, I would write down a specific false belief that I knew I was struggling with. And just to rattle off a few real quick, something like God doesn't love me or God's love comes and goes. Um, God is distant. God's nitpicky. God's demanding. Like all these different, I started a lot with my relationship with God and I just went through these false beliefs um, that I had. God is condemning me. And, and oftentimes just to, to speak to that one, like when we mess up, it's we're probably the last person to forgive ourselves oftentimes. Mm. And what we what I began to realize is I'm I'm super hard on myself. And I knew I had to go after just that one false belief. Like I, I don't want to live my whole life being so critical and so condemning of myself. And if the word of God says over and over again that God is not condemning me and that he's removing my sins as far as the east is from the west, then I had to do my part in believing that and I had sure. to also forgive, and forgive myself. And so just all that, like going through all those different false beliefs. And then you have false beliefs about yourself, things that you've built up about yourself, like your worth is determined by what you do or what you look like. Scripts that other people have assigned to you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Pressures that you felt, situations that have happened that have really, um, at the time, they the way you perceive them or even how they happened, it, it put this false belief in your mind, the stronghold that this is who I am or this is the way life works. And, and, that, and that is what a stronghold ultimately is. It is. Yeah, it's that, it's that conviction in something that is false that filters everything that you experience, everything that you think about and turns it into this idea, this stronghold. Mm-hmm. And they, they build, mm-hmm. especially if you just leave it in your mind. And it was, it was amazing to see when I would just put those false beliefs down on a piece of paper and then stack it up against scripture, like just seeing it out in the open and exposing it did wonders. Cause yeah. I, for once I was like, there's hope. There's, there's a way to get past what I'm going through. And so, and then false beliefs that you can have about other people, like, um, one example, and and I know that we've discussed this one is your, uh, emotional health is determined by other people. Right. That's huge. It is huge. Because if you, if you have that belief and what I realized was if I have that belief, I'm stuck until 
they apologize until, or I'm stuck yeah. until that situation. Until they get corrected. their stuff together. Okay. Exactly. And that and you could wait forever. And that's the amazing thing that we have the ability to like nobody else can control your emotions except for mm-hmm. you. That is your that is your ground, that is your territory. And just realizing um, the importance of leading your emotions and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it was it was a really fun process to walk through and you were there with me, the mm-hmm. whole family kind of gathered around me during this time, but it it took months of like going through the scriptures and it was like the funnest time of my life. Like I, and I continue to do it, but I enjoyed taking these things that have been so debilitating to me and breaking them down and walking in the freedom when I realized what I had, what the scripture said about me. And so- And Austin, you had years. I mean, this was years Years. of struggle for you before you ended up going to counseling and that served as a catalytic event. It looked different than when you thought it would look like, but it was definitely a catalyst for you. And we affectionately joke about that time of your life as the dark ages of Austin. Yes, created by my dad that name. I'm not even (laughs) sure I like it at all. Um, But just to to throw it back to you guys, um, here's here's the thing. If you are struggling in anywhere, any way, mentally, there is hope. And I had, I had gotten to the place where I did not believe that there was any hope for me. And this was my last kind of ditch effort. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and there's something, and I'm very grateful for just my upbringing, but there was something in me that knew that there was power in the word of God. And then, and then that was an anchor that I could base my life and my thoughts and my beliefs on. And so I want to encourage you that you can get into the word of God and find out who you are, find out who God is and find out how we are to relate to one another. And it is going to change your life. And so if you don't mind me saying that, we yeah. do have, we have a free mini course that we put together. Um, the title of it's uh, three keys to getting unstuck. Three keys to getting unstuck. Three keys to getting unstuck. And it's a fun, it's a fun short mini course that uh, mom and I did together and it's completely free and it's on uh, messengercourses.com. Okay. And so it's, what it is is, this is something that we are super passionate about because it isn't being talked about. And yeah. I don't want it to be like, oh, I have mental health. This is who I am. I want right. it to be. This is who I I'm, will always be. Yeah. It's not like I have this challenge. It's I have this challenge and I can overcome it. Yes. And so that's what we want to do. We really want to pump that belief and that faith that you can get past whatever mental, whatever mental battle or struggle you're going through. Yeah. And so I'm super excited about it. And I'm excited that this is a free resource. So again, that is uh, messengercourses.com. There's going to be a link. You can sign up for the course. Um, and so that's just a, that's a tool that we want to make available to you. If this is something you're like, Austin, this totally resonates with me. This is something I've been dealing with just, um, the, I have right now I'm struggling with poor mental health and I want to see that change. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. That's so good, man. Well, we're going to hit this again next episode because you promised. I promised the second the key. The second yes, key. Yes, sir. So we're yep. going to be back here in two weeks talking about this. Again, Austin, thank you so much for getting real, for being vulnerable, for sharing some of your story. I know it's going to speak to a lot of people. I know it's really impacted me watching you go through this journey. That's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take a moment, write a review, comment. We love getting your feedback. Share it with your friends. It's so much fun doing this and getting to connect with you guys over the podcast. Austin, until next time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.